Calvary. Good morning, New Life in Calvary. Welcome to church. This is the day the Lord has made. So let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So happy to see each and every one of you here at church today. We are so glad that those of you online can make it in for our worship service today. We are excited about what God has in store for us today. So let us begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we just say thank you, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning with the mind to worship you. Thank you, Lord, with the mind to come to you, God. You are our beginning and our end. So we just say thank you, Lord. The beginning and the end of this day belongs to you, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done in the past, what you're doing right now, and what is to come, God, because you are in control of our good times and our bad times, God. We're thanking you in advance, Lord, that you are with us during today's service, and you are speaking to your people, God. We ask you to draw in, call in the body of Christ today, not here, not just here at New Life at Calvary, but all over the world. Somebody needs to hear a word today, a word from you. Somebody needs to be saved today. Somebody needs to be healed today. Somebody needs a love or a hug. So we just ask you, God, just to reach out to your church universal, Lord, and bless us this morning, God. Bless us all day as we have services all over the world. Bless us here at New Life at Calvary on 79th and Euclid. Bless Cleveland, Ohio, God. Thank you, Lord, for our church, Lord. We just thank you that we are able to come and worship you freely. We are so glad for everything you have provided us this week, Lord. And we just want to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. So we ask you, Lord, right now to continue bringing your people in online, bringing them in into our worship service, Lord. And as you do, God, give them a mind of peace. Give them a mind of hope. Give them what they're looking for. Give us what we are looking for. Fill our souls. Nourish our hearts, Lord, with you. The only way, the only, the only way we can be nourished is by you and by your Holy Spirit power, Lord. So we ask you to come on into our worship service today. Anoint our singing. Anoint our praise, God. Anoint the worship. Anoint the sermon, God. Anoint the music. Praise God. We ask you, Lord, to just continue to uh, be with everybody that's not even at our church today and those that are in our four walls. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So welcome again, everybody, in our worship service. Welcome to everybody online, Facebook. Uh, We just say thank you for coming to worship today. We have a good worship in store for you today. We have a good service in store for you today. So we welcome our visitors, our friends, members, supporters. Uh, We give you a warm greeting. So if you are visiting with us for the very first time, you can fill out a car in the back, and we love to hear from you. We like to contact you. Friends at church, if you see somebody new, make sure you make them feel welcome. For those of you that are online, good morning, everybody on Facebook. Uh, You can check your attendance uh, by giving us a like or um, commenting on the webpage, and we will say hello to you back again. So is anybody ready to give God some praise today? Amen. Amen. So if you're able, we invite you to stand wherever you are, whether you're at church today or whether you're at home and online. We invite you to stand and worship God. We're going to sing a great, big, wonderful God. Praise the Lord today, because we do serve a great, big, wonderful God. We serve a 
Watching 
Praise the Lord, saints. This is the day the Lord has made, amen? And we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. So we just want to thank the Lord. Let's uh, just go into the Lord in prayer and just be Lord, leave God for great things for your life. Because he has done great things, amen? And all this, in this world, you see all this stuff happening in this world today. And we stand in need of a Savior and a Lord. Amen. Because you heard about that mass shooting today and all these other things that's going on in this world and these storms and everything. It's praying time, people. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning. We thank you for waking us up, Lord, in our right minds today, Lord. We thank you that your mercies are new each day, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord, you are our Savior, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're almighty, you're all-knowing, you're all-powerful, you're all-wise, Lord, and you're all-seeing, Lord. And most of all, Lord, I'm so glad that you in control, Lord. Other people think they're in control of this world, Lord, but you're in control, Lord. You don't let nothing happen to us, Lord, unless you allow it, Lord. So we say thank you this morning. We thank you for breath in our bodies this morning, Lord. Lord, somebody didn't wake up this morning, Lord, but they gone to glory, Lord. We pray that they knew you as Lord and Savior their lives, Lord. Lord, it's a lost generation now out here, Lord, and we need you, Lord. We need you in our homes today, Lord. Our homes are falling apart, Lord. Our schools, Lord, they bringing guns to school, and they're doing all things in school. But let us be there for two things, Lord. That's to teach and to learn, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, we ask you to bless our teachers and our administrators today, Lord. Lord, bless our youth today, Lord. Lord, help them, Lord. Help them to respect their parents, Lord, and help the parents to bring them up in the admonition of you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We can't do it without you, Lord. We need you, Lord. So I ask you to bless our children and our youth today, Lord, and help us, Lord, to be the men and women and boys and girls that you're calling us to be this day, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And I ask you right now, Lord, Lord, to heal those 
those that are sick today, Lord. You know all those that are on that sick and shut in at our church today, Lord. I'm asking you right now to go by the hospital today, Lord. Go by that nursing home today, Lord, and heal your people, Lord. Go by that mental health place, Lord, and regulate minds today, Lord. Lord, you are a mind regulator, Lord. And Lord, I know that you are for healer, Lord, because you healed me, Lord. You healed me, Lord. And I say thank you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord, that you are the greatest physician there is. Cleveland Clinic think they got it all going on, Lord, but you the one got it going on, Lord. And I say thank you, Lord, and I praise you this day, Lord, for our healings, Lord. Lord, bless the bereaved today, Lord. We lift up the Smith family. We lift up all the families today, Lord. I can't even remember them all, Lord. It's so many people, so many losses, Lord, so many deaths, Lord. And I can't even remember. Even in my family right now, they're going away to a funeral, Lord. And I just ask you to... Uh, uh, just give us that peace that passes all understanding and to be the comforter of all comforters, Lord. Nobody can do us like you, Lord. Nobody, Lord, can comfort us like you, Lord. Lord, give them the strength they need to get through whatever they're going through, Lord. Lord, we need you, Lord. We need you. We know that we say it on, we know and say things that we say sometimes. You're a way maker. You're a uh, provider and everything, but do we believe these things, Lord? Lord, so I ask you, Lord, to bless your people everywhere, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Lord, I do lift up the Jewish nation. I always pray for them, too, Lord, that they may come to know you and love you and serve you, Lord. I lift up those that are being martyred for their faith, Lord Jesus, and those on the missionary fields, Lord, for you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask your protection and your provision for them, Lord Jesus, today. Lord, and I ask your blessings on Pastor Kelly, Pastor Antonio, Lord, Pastor Rick, and Pastor Toby, Lord. I ask you to anoint them with your presence. I ask as Pastor Antonio come with your word, Lord, that she, you would word her mouth, Lord, and she would speak what only thus says the Lord today, Lord Jesus. And I pray for the salvation of your people, Lord, that someone's heart may be changed and someone may be saved today, Lord Jesus. Lord, are you, unless you unless you draw them, Lord, they cannot come, Lord. So draw your people closer to you, Lord, and bless this congregation, Lord. You know we on a campaign for our building to get fixed, Lord. And we know you are provider, Lord, that you can do the impossible, Lord, and we just asking you, Lord, to just help us, Lord, to uh, uh, fill this, uh, you know, to build up this here uh, church, Lord. Lord, build it up, not just the building, Lord, but build us up with your word and your spirit so that we can go out here and live the life that you're calling us to live in and through you, Lord. So I thank you, Lord. We thank you for our blessings today. We thank you, Lord, for going to that cross, for you dying and being buried and you rose again, Lord, that we might live, Lord, and that we might have life. And have it more abundantly. Lord, so we say thank you and we praise you this day, Lord. And we just give you the honor and the glory and the praise that's due to you. Lord, we love you. We appreciate you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, right now we're going to stand and say our purpose. What is it? Y'all ready? In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others. I will be a part of a small group, Bible fellowship, to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. So now we're going to have our prayer shock presentation. Thank you so much, late Pastor Helen, for that wonderful prayer. We're going to call our um, our uh, uh, prayer shawl ministry up, and um, our lay pastors and elders, if you want to come up and pray, we're going to, and as they come up, we're going to ask everybody to stretch their hands uh, when we get ready. Just not yet, though. <laughs> So we, if for those of you who don't know, we have a prayer shawl ministry and we have comfort boxes also. We pray over them during our service because we believe that people get healed. And we have had so many stories about people that have been healed. Anybody want to share a story of healing? I know Miss Diane has a story of healing. <laughs> you can share one. <laughs> one of the veterans, one of the veterans that um, I took care of was down to 80 pounds, 80 pounds. And we thought he was, well, at least I thought he was on his way. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was on his way out of here, up to heaven. I took him a prayer shawl. I told Karen about it. And I took him a prayer shawl. And I told him it had been prayed over. Lo and behold, he just kept coming up in weight. He was able to go home. His mother was 75, so you know he was like 50, in his 40s and 50s. He is doing well. He can't talk because he has a trach, but he doesn't talk. We still text each other, and God is good. And I just want to say one thing to Pastor Antonio. You know, since Karen's been gone, we haven't really did the prayer show, but the ladies have still been crocheting. But I really want to send a shout out to all the ladies who are still crocheting and one to Janice Hoskins because Janice doesn't go to our church but her and Karen met on the bus and you know then Janice started coming here crocheting so a lot of these shawls are Janice and she said I'm going to still keep crocheting wow. <laughs> wow. so we're going to stretch our hands to, from the congregation online wherever you are and we are going to anoint these prayer shawls with prayer okay Lord, we just say thank you for the healing that comes from your son, Jesus Christ, God. We just say thank you that by your stripes, we are healed, God. And we ask you to send out your healing to your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know every pain, every sorrow, every um, joy, every upset, God. And we ask you to just to send healing and send joy, to send peace, God, into these prayer shawls, into our comfort boxes, Lord, everywhere, Lord, not just here and online, 
lying in the hospitals, wherever they are, God. Don't just wait for a prayer, Shaw. We ask you to do it now. Heal them now in Jesus' mighty name, God. And we just say thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. You died. You took 39 lashes for us, God. 39 major types of disease, and we believe that you've already gotten us covered. So we just say thank you in advance for the healing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Prayer Shaw Ministry. And we are now going to have our scripture come up, Richard, scripture reader come up, Miss Marion Wallace, and she's already up here. about today. Today I will be reading the scripture from Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 9. So I continued, what are you, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of your Gentile enemies? Matthew 25, 1 through 13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all of the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were going while they were going on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. 
Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word. Thank you so much, Marion Wallace. Does anybody happen to know the time? It's offering time. And what do we say, everybody? Hallelujah. Because we know God's been good to us this week, right? Has God been good to anybody this week? All right. So we are going to um, be first giving our per capita, praise the Lord, uh, $29. And then also we have our tithes and then we have our offering. Our offering today for the fourth Sunday is two cents a meal. So we like to consider the meals that we've had this week and contribute two cents for every meal that you ate. Did anybody eat good this week? Anybody miss a meal this week? We had the food pantry, so you could have came on by if you did miss a meal. But we want to consider those that did not did, um, eat. So we just say um, thank you in advance for your giving. We have different ways you can give. NLAC.tv on our website. Cash app, dollar sign, and the number 2, NLAC. You can drop off or mail in your offering to our church, 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Again, 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103, at the corner of East 79th and Euclid. So our ushers are going to come down, and we are going to receive our offering. Let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for the offering today. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us. God, we, ask, we just want to give you back a portion of what you've given to us this week in worship and service to you, God. We just say thank you so much, Lord, for blessing us for our incomes, for our jobs, for our friends and family, God, for food not going bad. We just say thank you, Lord. Um, so as we consider those things, we give to you, back to you, just a portion of what you've given to us. Um, we ask you to use the offering for the service of your kingdom and bless it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we are now going to be blessed. Yes. We are now going to be blessed with a special music song by Miss Patricia Townsend, Falling in Love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. 
falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, I'm never disconnected. No, in his arms, I feel. And there's no place I'd rather, ever be. Yes, falling in love, I know you are, with Jesus. So many are you are in love with him, falling in Yes, you are with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, ever done. me in his arms. I know I'm protected. Yes, when we're in his arms, we're not, we're not disconnected. Oh, no. When we're in his arms, we are And there's no place I'd rather, rather be. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We're protected by your arms. We're shielded by your blood, Lord. We're covered by your grace, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We worship and adore you, Lord. We honor you, Father because you are so wonderful to us, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord.
It was the best thing I've ever, ever done. It was the best thing I've ever, ever done. Just want to tell you that I worship and adore you falling in love with you Jesus was the best thing I've ever ever done Thank you so much, Patricia Townsend. Let's give her one more round of applause. Praise God. Praise the Lord for your voice. And just thank you, Lord. Amen. We need some of that today, don't we? We need to fall back in love with Jesus Christ today. So today, the sermon title is on the screen. And what is the title of the sermon? Wise and foolish builders. Wise and foolish builders. So before we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for giving us your word. Speak to our hearts. Move us to where you would have us to be today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Wise and foolish builders. Falling in love with Jesus. Praise God. That's wise, isn't it? (laughs) Well, um, we are in a sermon series, and it is called what? Building Something Eternal. Good job, good job. And what was the first sermon? Do anybody remember the first title? Wonderful class. All people are builders. The next one. All buildings set on a foundation. Last week, Pastor Kelly preached about what? All foundations are tried. And we talked about two characters that were coming against the Israelites. Who were they? Sanballat. And who else? Tobiah. Right, Sanballat and Tobiah. They were the enemies from other countries that were trying to distract them with the accusations. And come on down here from that wall and... What are you doing this for? And I heard, you know, we know people like that. I heard that you was doing this, that, and the other. And they had one, a sword in one hand, and they had the trowel to build the, the trowel to build the wall on the other hand, right? Anybody ever been in a situation like that before? You just working diligently, but then you got to also fight off people's negativity, right? So they were doing that, and now we're going to talk about wise and foolish builders. Now, last week we talked about the outsiders that were coming against the Israelites. But now we're going to talk about the insiders, the people inside the Israelite camp that were causing some trouble um, and some strife. So we know that they were building that wall, right? They were building that wall. And um, 
they were doing a good job. They all came together. They fought all Sam Bella and Tobiah. They had, you know, the tools and the equipment to work and also the tools and equipment to fight. But the work came to a halt. Somebody say a halt. The enemy tried the outside, but now the enemy was trying from inside the walls. The people were ununified. There was strife amongst God's people. Anybody like to be in strife? Nobody likes to be in strife, right? I'm sure we can all think of a time where we've been through a strife situation, right? Um, So what was this all about? Well, primarily financial. Um, But usually when you're in a building situation, the financial problems are concerning actually building the wall. But that wasn't the Israelites' problem, was it? The wall was already paid for, wasn't it? Remember, uh, Nehemiah, he went to the king of Persia and told him his case. He said he wanted to go back and rebuild the walls. And he said, I just need some, I need the fi- finances. I need the, the, t- the equipment. I need the tools. I need the letters to get there. He had everything he needed. They had everything they needed, but they were still having financial troubles. Um, well, they worked on the walls for a long time. And they took a long time. And it took time out of the, their home. It took time out of actually building their own crops, working so they could actually pay their taxes, which they were still being taxed, but they were working a lot less. And then on top of that, they had to borrow money just to pay their taxes. And they had to borrow against their homes. I hope nobody's ever been in that situation before. They had to borrow against their homes. They had to borrow against their fields. And they felt like they were being put into slavery. Sometimes we have so many mountains of bills and debt. You can just feel like, I'm a slave. I'm never going to get this paid off, right? Anybody ever felt like that before? Oh, yeah. We can identify with that one. Somebody say, but. <laughs> um, the Israelites uh, were trying to separate money decisions from God. They had been called to do the work by God. Their foundation, remember, it was God who told them to build the wall. Who God was the one who gave them the supplies to build the wall. It's a mistake when we try to separate money decisions from God. For example, buying a home. You know, you tithe, you give your per capita to New Life at Calvary. Everybody paid the per capita. You tithe, you give your offerings, right? And then you have your other money, 90% money. And what do you do with that? Do you separate that from God? You know, our career, we need to talk to God about our career, where we're going to work, we need to, what job we're going to accept. We're going to talk about our salary, right? We need to talk about, about major financial decisions, buying a car, buying a house, things like that. You can't do none of that stuff without God. So they are having financial troubles, and now it's like they're criticizing God. They're talking about going back into slavery when it was God who was trying to bring them out of slavery. They had been dispersed. And it was God that had the plan. You guys know that God will never lead you where he cannot keep you. You guys do know that, right? Psalm 23 says what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. He makes me lie down by the quiet streams. He leads me, and he restores me. 
God had a plan. He already knew the struggles were going to happen. Tell your neighbor, God already knew you was going to have some financial troubles. God already knew you was going to need some food. God already knew the troubles that were going to happen, but God still called him to do that work anyways. The scripture says also, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. It's a mistake to try to separate anything from God. It's a mistake. Yes, you give your 10%, you give whatever, your time, your effort, but it's, sometimes it's going to come with a sacrifice, and God has something greater for you in that sacrifice. Remember, the what only took 52 days. God wasn't going to allow them to starve. It only took 52 days. Sometimes God will call us into things that we can't see. So Nehemiah, he got angry. He didn't just get angry. He got very angry. Anybody ever got angry before? Oh, oh yeah. But the scripture says what? Be angry and sin not, right? <laughs> he got very angry. They were so strong and working together and unified when it came to the outsiders. But now when we have that conflict going, now more conflict is coming inside the church. Amen. Inside New Life at Calvary, amen. Inside your families, amen. Inside your jobs, amen. Now, here we, we, we know about this, don't we? Oh, yeah. So he was upset because he had double trouble. He had trouble on the outside, and now he had trouble on the inside. But he pondered, and he calmed down. Nehemiah was passionate. It's okay to be passionate, but he was also wise. He calmed down. Um, tell your neighbor, it's okay to have feelings. It is okay to have feelings. You know, we don't really like to talk about our feelings today, but we're going to talk about them today. I remember Pastor Kelly was in CPE, and she was talking about feelings, feelings. I was like, oh, I'm tired of these feelings, but we're going to talk about them again. You know, I feel angry. I feel disappointed. I feel sad. I feel fearful. I feel, I feel. It's, it matters how you feel. But when you get it out, you can, it's like a lament almost. When you get out the bad, when you get out the negative feelings, then you can be allowed to be filled by the living water, by the Holy Spirit. So it's good to have feelings, but you got to be passionate and wise. So you never be wise. Be wise. So Nehemiah was wise, and this, he's a great leader. He's a great, um, he's a great leader for us to look at today. He confronted them. He confronted the Israelites, and he was not a coward. Sometimes we do have to stand up for ourselves. It doesn't mean that you have to go off. It just means you have to stand up for yourself. Come on. Amen. So he said uh, on the screen, which you're going to see, and we're going to read this together. What did, let's read that top one together. What you are doing is not right. Let's read it together again. What you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? The NASB says of the nations. The Gentile enemies means of the other people around them that were not worshiping God. I like what the message version says. It says, what you're doing is wrong. How many times have you ever had to tell somebody what you're doing is wrong? Oh, sometimes you got to just say that. Is there no fear of God left in you? Don't you care what the nations around here think? Or our enemies think of you? You can take it down now. Thank you. You know what? When we begin to talk, it's okay to have feelings, but we have to be wise. When we start talking and bickering, it is 
stinky. Nobody wants to be around that. And guess what? We are also showing a, giving a testimony of God. We're discrediting God. It's okay to have feelings, but have feelings in the proper setting. Tell somebody that's close, I have a problem with this. I have a problem with that. I didn't like this. I feel hurt. I feel angry. I feel such and such. But then you have to pray and get quiet and ponder that thing and ask God what to do next. You can't always be doing like this. You can't always do this all the time because it gets out. And he, he said, don't you have a fear of what people are going to think about us? If we're always bickering, who, who's going to want to support us? Who's going to want to serve our God? If we're always new life at Calvary, if we're always doing like this, who's going to want to join our church? Nobody. We have come, I'm going to tell some truths now. We've come a long way in the last 10 years, but we're here and we're doing a good job now. We need to stop this. Amen. Take your neighbor, stop doing this. <laughs> All right, I'm telling the truth. Just, hey. <laughs> so, not only that, Nehemiah said, accused them of ursery. Ursery is typically when you are charging too high of interest. When somebody needs some money, and you say, okay, I'll give you this, but you got to pay me back. And you got to add on to it. And ursery also means that people are in need. You shouldn't be, t- you shouldn't be doing that at all. You should just say, okay, I'll give you this. You can pay me back, but you don't have to charge an interest. When people are in need, he was upset because their law was just lending the money. They bought each other out of slavery. They literally bought each other out of slavery for that reason, so they can get out of debt, so they don't have to owe anybody, so they can be free. And they were repeating that same negative cycle, those same bad habits they learned or what they saw had been done back in the day. In our Bible study this week, we asked the question, what do you do when you're in a bad situation? What do you do when you're in a bad? Do you do like this? All right, y'all quiet now. What Do you go into some negative habits? Do you give into some addictions? Do you start getting angry and, and trying to go off on people? What do you do when you're, when you're upset? What do you do with those feelings? Do you pray about them? You should pray about them. Take a beat and just relax. Do what Nehemiah did and just relax and ponder it. So uh, we talked about the Beatitudes um, this week. And the Sermon on the Mount, read your Bible is nothing you can do when you're in a bad situation, right? We're gonna, on the slide, we're going to see the Beatitudes. And Matthew 5, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, blessed, he keeps saying blessed, or happy, or fortunate. It's the next slide. Click the next slide for Beatitudes. And let's read these together. Can we read these together? Can y'all see that? Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Next slide. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you. Well, let's read that again. Let's read that again. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice. Wait, let's say that one more time. Rejoice and be glad. That's kind of hard, isn't it? Rejoice. Let's keep reading verse 12. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed. Does that make you feel good? Oh, oh, blessed. I went to three funerals last week. Oh, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Oh, Blessed are those who mourn. You wouldn't really think about that in a, in a tough time. Read your Bible. Think about the Beatitudes when you're going through a. Take a neighbor, read your Bible. Be wise. Okay? Be wise. And what do you do after you come out of that situation? Are you able to encourage somebody else? You know, when we go through a tough time, it allows us to build empathy. Empathy is basically feeling the feeling of somebody else. You know, it's really terrible to say, um, we, we, got, well, we got more funerals coming up. I hate to say that. But as we're dealing in this period of time, it's really not good to say, I know how you feel. You do not know how that person feels. You are not that person. You didn't have that relationship with the person that passed away. All you really can do is just, you know, mourn with those who mourn and be happy with those that are happy. Just sometimes just be present and then understand their feeling. You don't always have to have something to say. Now, if God leads you to say something, then say it. But, you know, you don't have to always have something to say. Amen. Somebody received that today? Amen, church. We got to be the hands and feet of Christ, right? So it's okay to have feelings because then we can go out and help somebody else with their feelings, right? Um, go through things the right way the first time and God can bless you and God can help you bless somebody else. Can I, should I say that one more time? Go through something right the first time and let God bring you out. Oh, I love Psalm 23. Um, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, through it, I will fear no evil. But wait a minute, y'all was just by the quiet waters. And, you know, the, the grass and everything. And you were in pieces restored to you and everything like that. But the same God is going to lead you through those bad times. Through them. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They, these, these Israelites knew about Psalm 23 at this time. They could have read their Bible. They could have went over the book of Moses. They could have, but they probably just chose not to. So Nehemiah went on to say, don't just feel bad. Don't just empathize with them. Do something. Tell your neighbor, do something. Restore them. Restore them. So he told them that they need to give back what was owed, what was overly overly, um, taken from them. 
restore their fields, restore their properties. Just lend them the money until we get out of this tough time. And when we get out, we'll be okay. Anybody got a friend like that? Because I need some friends like that. I need some friends like that. And he also set an example. He lent, and he didn't tax them. He didn't give them uh, interest or anything like that. He just lent. And he was an example. Um, on, the scr- on the screen, you're going to see Matthew 7 has some good principles for living. Um, it says, do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. You're looking at the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the telephone pole in your own eye. Right? First, take that telephone pole out of your eye, and then you can see clearly to help your brother get that speck out of his eye. Next slide. Verse 12, Matthew 7, it says, In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. Isn't that like the golden rule or something? For this is the law and the prophets. Let's read this together. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few that find it. Be wise. Stay never be wise. Be wise. Thank you so much for putting those up. So the New, uh, the New Testament talks, Jesus talked about the, um, the wise and foolish virgins. And we heard that story about... Um, Oh, next slide, please. We heard the story about the wise, the ten uh, virgins that was waiting on that bridegroom. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they want to get into the wedding. Going go back one more, sorry, to verse 1. And um, basically, it was just saying uh, that the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins who took out their lamps to meet that bridegroom. Five were foolish and five were wise. And I like what the... Um, the NASB says, it says, five of them were foolish, five of them were prudent. You know, we really don't think about prudent as wise, do we? We kind of think of as prudent as, you know, they kind of stuck up or they stingy, right? But they're really just trying to, you know, they're really just trying to, um, to be prepared, right? I like what the message version also says. It says, five were silly and five were smart. Amen. <laughs> the silly virgins took out lamps but no extra oil. That's the message version. The smart versions took jars of oil to feed their lambs, but the bridegroom didn't show up. They expected him, and they fell asleep. And, um, you know, we have to be prepared. We got to take that extra oil, right? Now, oil can be compared. You can take it down. Thank you. Oil can be compared to the Holy Spirit in the Scripture. We got to walk in the Spirit of God. We can't just do whatever we want to do. Like in the first story I told you about the money. You can't just have, okay, this money going to the church and the rest of my money is my money. And God better not say nothing. No, 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 sis. You better ask God what to do with the rest of that money. You need to ask God to do with the rest of the week. You come to church on Sunday morning, praise the Lord. But on Sunday evening, you better pray about what to do next. All the way through Saturday night, praise the Lord. We need to take extra oil to be prepared to go where God has taken us. 
And we need to think about sometimes those beatitudes when we're going through that tough time. And the golden rule, take extra. Tell your neighbor, take extra. Pray, fast, repent, read your Bible. Sometimes we need to go to counseling. Amen. Sometimes we need to go to counseling. Um, and so at the end of the story, um, what ended up happening was the virgins that weren't prepared, they got left out, didn't they? They got left out. God had something for them. They had the groom. The bridegroom was waiting for them. All they had to do was just be obedient, be prudent, um, be smart, take a little bit of extra oil, uh, walk in the fear of God. Amen. How many of y'all can actually say you walk in the fear of God during the week? Or do you forget about God as soon as you leave church, you left at Calvary? We got to walk in the fear of God in everything. Um, so take your neighbor, stay woke. <laughs> Keep watch. <laughs> God wants to bless us. God wants to bless us through life at Calvary. God wants to bless us, but we got to be prepared. We got to be smart. We got to be wise. Don't be silly. Be smart. You know, and the, and the people, they were so upset, and they were going on and going on, but it only was 52 days. God wasn't, like, leading them back into slavery. God just delivered them from slavery. You know, not only were they criticizing Nehemiah, they were criticizing God. When God leads you to something, it's totally different when you lead yourself, right? When you get your bright ideas, you got to take them to God, don't you? But when God is leading you to something, you just you need to follow the first time. Follow directions the first time. That's what they teach you in school, right? Follow directions the first time. So we had to be wise, diligent, prudent, encouraging to other people because the truth be told, it stinks. We're not representing Christ or the kingdom of heaven the right way. It stinks when we have a bad, and, a, and, I, and I'm going to tell your neighbor to tell you because I ain't going to tell you. Tell your neighbor, change your attitude. Change your attitude. I didn't tell you that your neighbor did. Praise God. Change your attitude. We are building something eternal here at New Life at Calvary. Amen. We're not just building the walls. We're building the church. We're building the inside and the outside. Praise God for generations and generations to come. We want our kids to come back, to be encouraged, to be nourished, to be fed. We want to feed the community, and we want to do the work of God. Amen. But it starts with a good attitude. We are wise builders. Say your neighbor, we are wise builders. Take your other neighbor. We are wise builders. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you, God, for the word today. Thank you, God, for um, moving our hearts and speaking to us to be wise, to be prudent, and to be faithful in you, God. Even sometimes when we don't see a way, Help us to know, Lord, you are the way. We have nothing to fear because we can trust you with every single thing in our life, every single day in our life. We can trust you with our finances. We can trust you with our time. We can trust you with our children, with our food, with our entire lives, God. And we just ask you, like, ask you, God, to just unify us today, new life at Calvary. Unify us today, God, and bridle our tongues that we can speak um, good things, God, and help us to just live out those be attitudes, Lord. Help us to um, follow the golden rule, Lord. 
Help us to be a good witness to somebody else that needs to know that there is a God. And we just say thank you in advance that we can trust you, that you are giving us the right words, that you calm us down when we need to be calm. You're bringing the right people in our path when we need help, when we're hurting, when we're mourning, when we're not going through a good time. We just say thank you, Lord, that you are our healer, our our redeemer, God, and our friend. And we can always come to you, God. So we just say thank you that you know everything that's happening in our church, everything is happening around the world, Lord, and I pray for more wise um, people in, in the kingdom of God today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to invite you to stand, and we are going to sing with the praise team and the praise band. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. We'll come around and pray for you, okay? Set me free. Satan had me bound. 
I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free when I was in trouble. Jesus lifted me when I was in trouble. Jesus lifted me when I was in trouble. Jesus lifted me. I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, I was in trouble. Jesus lifted me. He set me free. When I was in trouble, he set me free. Jesus lifted me. He lifted me. When I was in trouble, Jesus lifted me. I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, yeah, Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, lifted us. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Uh, We're going to have a threaded video. Uh, Praise the Lord. Reddit is churches coming together to drop the ball in the fact that churches are so separate. We all are the questions to be asked. It allows safe space and grace for people to, to ask questions.
threaded is churches coming together to discuss racial reconciliation with a biblical twist. With a threaded ministry, it allows. Amen. <laughs> you can take it down. Well, basically, we're going to have another threaded um, uh, Bible study on racial reconciliation, and we would encourage everybody that would like to join to be a part of it. We've already had several threaded Bible study classes. Raise your hand if you've done a threaded Bible study class. Yeah, and there were good classes, too. So we invite you to uh, sign up. I'm going to have a sign-up sheet in the back at the end of service, and we would love to have you, okay? And now Rachel's going to come up with our announcements. Good morning, family. Praise the Lord. Again, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Our announcements. Let's look at the birthdays for this week. Uh, Olivera Perkins on the 22nd. Annie Thornton on the 23rd. Divine Sims on the 27th. Glory, hallelujah. Dylan Williams on the 27th. And Rosie Wright on the 28th. May the Lord bless all of those birthdays and enrich their life and living for this new year. Amen. Youth Church has begun for 2023. Please see Pastor Antonio for an updated rules and instruction sheet before dropping off your kids if you have not already done so. The Women's Association will meet today after worship service in the chapel. Capital Campaign Committee meeting on Saturday, January 28, 2023 at 12 noon. Christian Education will be meeting January 29th right after church. Lewis C. Smith Second, former covenant partner of New Life at Calvary, died on Thursday, January 19, 2023. He didn't want a formal service. A simple graveside family gathering was his desire. Cars can be sent to the family at 1001 East Boulevard, Cleveland, Ohio, 44108. And then all the other announcements are pretty much here. Am I missing anything? They're pretty much here, and they can be read. And thank you. Go ahead. Let's rise for the benediction. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, to go out into the world and love 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Guide us by your Holy Spirit this week, God, and help us to be a witness to your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Tell your neighbor, glad you met the church today. Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me. And I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus.